0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to the While You Walk podcast. This is the podcast you listen to while you walk. This is Matt Lovett reminding you that life is short. What can you do today to move your life forward? There might be some ideas in this podcast. Enjoy. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the While You Walk podcast. I'll do the talking, you do the walking. This podcast is going to be on meditation. So I just did a Facebook post on meditation and I wanted to follow up with some more ideas. I thought it might be best if I just go ahead and read that Facebook post that I did because it's so long and people just don't like reading. On starting a meditation habit, people say my mind doesn't shut off to allow me to be still and silent. Well, there is a very big misconception here. Have you heard the phrase saying you're too tight to do yoga is like saying you're too dirty to take a bath? It's the same thing with meditation. In the Western world, we're conditioned to perform, to be graded, to be measured outwardly against other people. Well, meditation is kind of opposite. It's a self-practice. It's inward. It's submissive. submissive. It's observational. It's self connecting. It's not judgmental. It's observational. Yoga and meditation are a practice, whereas we're conditioned to perform. That means when you're practicing, accepting where you are, just showing up, observing, tinkering, and practicing. There's no goal. There's no winning. It's one of those things where the harder you try, the worse you do. There's a relaxed submission. You just keep showing up. You keep practicing, you keep observing, and you keep noticing. In time, you'll learn to submit and let go. Then when you begin to notice your thoughts get quieter, you'll notice in life people emotionally trigger us. When we get that emotional trigger, there's going to be more space for a thoughtful response. You'll get to see the emotion come into your nervous system, and you'll get to see the way your body feels it. And then you'll get a chance to say, oh, that's anger. Oh, that's frustration. Oh, okay. And instead of just a thoughtless reaction, you'll sit there and you'll think about it. And you're generally going to feel more peaceful. Start with five minutes. Start with one minute. Just shrink the change until it's easy. One of the things that I had trouble with at first was sitting down on the ground a certain way. I thought I had to sit in this dogmatic posture. Well, That's not necessary. I think sometimes it's pretty easy to just lie on your back if you need to. That might be the best place to start. There's tons of apps that help you walk through. I like one called um, Yoga Sanctuary with Rod Stryker. Uh, Headspace is another one that's pretty good. In meditation, there are no rules. At first, just learn how to lengthen your breath. I like to specifically focus on my exhale because that's what's gonna allow your body to feel like you're relaxed. When we're pumped up, when we're amped up, when we're working out, and you start breathing heavy and there's lots of inhalations, that's your sympathetic nervous system, that's your excitement. We wanna be the opposite, so we wanna have longer exhalations. That tells your body, I'm safe, I'm at peace. So number one, lengthen your breath, specifically your exhale. Then start to scan and relax your body, a lot of scanning and relaxing your body. That's what helps you submit. That's where we get where we're going. So one of these early meditation skills is the practice of relaxing your body. In time, you're going to start to notice compounding results. So now you know how to relax your body. That's how you start. Then you get into it. You'll notice you have more control over your mind, your reactions, your decisions, your memory. Your ability to focus on what you're doing without getting distracted gets better and better. I would always make exercise in my life an absolute must, because when I was younger, I got great feedback from that. Well, recently I've made meditation an absolute must, or an absolute minimum of five minutes a day. I'm suggesting you try this for a month or so, that's it. After that, you might find yourself wanting to just sit down and continue and check in with yourself. Then the cool thing, after about 50 hours of meditation, so. This is something like 10 minutes a day, every day, for one year. And it might take you a couple years to get this 50 hours of meditation under your belt. But at this point, the Dalai Lama said this, that your brain, or he said something like this about 50 hours being a threshold, but your brain's permanently altered now. I, I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger just did 20 minutes twice a day for a year and then felt like he didn't have to meditate anymore, he was done. He had control over his mind at that point. But what happens is, at this point, your, your meditation's become extremely insightful. So you're gonna get great ideas, you're gonna get feedback. Stuff's gonna happen inside of your brain, it, it just it, it's gonna pop out. Stuff that's completely relevant to your life. It begins to just show up out of nowhere. You get very clear with your ability to solve problems, so you'll know what's bothering you, You'll see where the resistance is and and you'll just be a little more tuned into the details. And then you know how to make changes in your life from that. So meditation is extremely beneficial for people who find themselves a bit scatterbrained and ungrounded. It's also very good for people who get stressed out and need to calm down and relax. You're going to have a better memory. You're going to get more relaxed. You're going to get more focused. Um, There's no one that can't do it and they figure out what is stopping you from doing it, what's causing you the resistance. That's like the summary of the Facebook post that I had. Now I wanna get into some other notes. Um, one funny thing, when I was doing my yoga teacher training, I was supposed to give a guided meditation and in front of the whole class, I start putting them through breathing exercises, which is actually not meditation. You see, yoga has four separate pieces to it. It's got these postures, these asanas. That first, you go through all those, and you and you you wring out the sponge, you squeeze everything, you get the tension out. Then um, another part of yoga is cleansing, so fasting and specific diets, and well, there's a lot of different kind of unusual protocols that uh, <laughs> I've played with. But the last two parts are breathing and then meditation. And the whole point of yoga is to clean the body, stretch out the body, manipulate your breath into a way that sets you up for meditation. The end goal of yoga is self-connection. That's what the word yoga means is unite, connect with your soul, with your subconscious, whatever makes sense to you. But when you get relaxed, when you get calm, when your brain submits you stay present. That's when some of this magical stuff happens. And, you know, it's not that easy. It takes a while. (laughs) You've got different types of meditation. One popular one is called Vipassana. And sometimes they'll do these week-long retreats where they'll sit down for like 10 hours a day. I've never done that. But the principle is kind of self-awareness. You can read more about that. There's one called Transcendental Meditation which a lot of successful guys, um, one of my favorite authors, Robert Greene does this. I think Jerry Seinfeld might do this as well. Some pretty cool guys do this one. And it's repeating a mantra that they give you. You pay him like $3,000 to take a class and it seems like a lot, but hey, if you're paying money, you're probably gonna do it. And it's just this repetitive word that you keep saying or this mantra that you keep saying, almost similar to doing the rosary. And then your brain will literally shift into these other brain waves. Um, I'm not sure exactly which, which brain waves are which. Then um, a, a third type, but there's obviously tons, but, but a third type that I have a lot of experience with is one called yoga nidra. So this is where you basically lie down on your back and you relax your body and you put your body to sleep. You put your entire body to sleep, then you put your mind to sleep and it's 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 a fun cool experience sometimes you'll use an eye mask or earplugs yeah, i've done this after i work half the day and kind of just get amped up and stressed out and i need to recover <clears throat> kind of like a power nap probably really good for people who need to chill out if you're that amped up type if anyone's ever told you you need to chill out y- yoga nidra might be a fun place for you to start um you know and there's there's one more thing that I kind of learned with all this yoga and meditation practice. There's three parts to your being, let's call it. There's your body. There's a very natural body like any other animal. Your body has these instincts. So I would put the body with instincts. You know what instincts are? They're just quick reactions. They're not thoughtful. They're just kind of things your body knows how to do naturally, you know, you're hungry, you're thirsty, all those very, very basic fundamental things. Then your body, then the the second part of your being would be your mind, which is your intelligence, which is your ability to really solve problems and think through things and actively think about things. This is intelligence. Intelligence is obviously a great secretary. It's a great assistant. It's the one that just figures out everything. But your intelligence should not be the captain, the CEO, should not be in charge of things. What we don't learn in school in the Western world is, is about this third being, this this soul, or this deep subconscious. This is where we get intuitive feelings from the heart, things that you deeply know. And this is what we tap into when we meditate or when we do psychedelics. You tap deep into this soul, and it's just a strong feeling that you get from, from the inside. And it's taken me a while to connect with it. But whenever I notice it, if you just go towards that, wherever that, that deep push from within is, doors are going to open up for you where you wouldn't think there'd be a door. Doors are going to open up for you where there wouldn't be a door for anyone else. But when you listen to that magical intuition inside of you, magical things start to happen. So that's where we're trying to get with this meditation. Um, I'm just going through some notes here. If you've ever seen the TV show The Dog Whisperer, um, this guy Cesar Milan, he'll have these really angry, really out of control dogs, and the owners are scared of them, and you know they're violent and they bite a lot. Well, Cesar Milan will go up to these dogs and he'll grab them by the neck and, and he'll hold them down, and sometimes they'll just go crazy for a long period of time, sometimes an hour or whatever. And they're just barking and biting and, you know, wiggling. And the guy, Cesar Milan, just holds these dogs down and until eventually they're just completely exhausted. And then these dogs will submit. And now Cesar Milan is petting these dogs, and the owners are just jaw dropped. How'd you do it? How'd you do it? Well, he exhausted them. And then now he trains them. Once they're submissive, now he trains them. Now he shows them I'm the alpha, and now he teaches them commands and, and, and that's how he um, has this skill. We'll compare this to yoga and meditation. We have to wear ourselves out with the exercise and the stretching and, and you know the workout and all that physically to where we're just tired. And now we're done, we can just submit our brains and hopefully get some of that intuition to come out or at least some relaxation. There's, um, there's some other ways to meditate. You can go into what's called a float tank or a sensory deprivation tank. One thing they do is they'll, they'll, they'll take its, it looks like a coffin, and they fill it with, I mean, thousands of pounds of salt. And because there's so much salt in that water, there's just a little bit of water, your body will float just an inch off this salt. And when you're floating, all your senses are deprived. So maybe you've got earplugs and it's pitch dark in there and now now you're in this like coffin without any sensory input your body can relax and you can check into to a deeper place when you access this soul you might see uh you might see visions through your your pineal gland through your third eye as they call it uh people go in these float tanks they'll take doses of psychedelics and marijuana edibles to, to to deepen the experience um Personally doing a boga taught me it taught me the power of the mind, the power of intention. How if I tell my mind, forget this thought, Whoop, remember this thought, Whoop, this is what I'm gonna do, make sure I do it. It actually influenced my behavior just by sending that intention, that very intentional thing, idea into my mind. And I developed this uh this little weapon I have in my head it's it's like a stamp that I visualize and sometimes I think thoughts that don't serve me and I just stamp them out and it's like when you stamp something my stamp says forget it and then I just send it off so just playing with the mind here um there's things you can do when you're meditating where you you think about your future self and your future identity and you connect your mind with that. So you imagine the emotions of your future self and you implant that into your subconscious. You adopt these emotions, you feel these emotions and your behavior then drags you towards becoming that person and that identity. You'll hear a guy named uh, Joe Dispenza talk about this a little bit. This overlaps into a lot of things Tony Robbins does. Um, So it's creating this, so it's sort of meditating tony robbins will he tends to have these affirmations and this rocket fuel and he always engages emotion into a big large objective and then you move towards that and you put this in your head every single day more if you need to now when you go to meditate You're probably going to go on a tangent inside of your mind. You'll sit there for five minutes, and the whole time you just thought about whatever, what's for dinner, you know, anything. And then you're like, wow, I just thought about something for five minutes. All right, let me bring that back. That's going to happen. Observe it. Don't judge it. Recognize it. And when you notice it, bring it back. I feel like people in the Western world, we have this issue with ignoring the truth. Like, you can't just say something doesn't exist and it doesn't exist. The facts of reality, of relationships, of people, of any objective truth, they exist whether you acknowledge them or not. It's like a Western virus. We try to disintegrate things when everything is always connected and everything always matters. So question your own thoughts. Keep asking why. When you go to meditate, I don't know, start lying down, start for one minute, start to relax your body. Whatever you think is is gonna work, try it. These are all the notes that I have on meditation. I hope you guys found this interesting. I hope you're walking. I hope you decide to meditate, to try it. I think I'm gonna do it more and more. And if you do decide to do it when are you going to do it how are you going to remind yourself to do it what are the benefits you're going to get in the future if you do decide to benefit if you do decide to meditate what if you had started meditating five years ago and you had your 50 hours under you where would your life be now and if you never decide to meditate and incorporate this in, into your life what's your future going to look like These aren't large things that you can't achieve. These are simply options. So, that's all I have for you today. I'm sorry this walk couldn't be longer. I suggest, uh, you know, walk some more, meditate some more, contact me, and um, let's chat. I love hearing questions, I love hearing feedback. Um, Thanks for doing the walking. That was the talking, bye. Thanks for listening. Anything interesting in there? Did you take any notes? What's one thing you can do right now to build momentum towards your next goal? Remember, on your deathbed, most people regret the things they didn't do. Thanks for tuning in. And hey, thanks for bringing your dreams to reality. Have a great day.